everyone. It's April, and Tony and I are here to uh, do a little more pet talk this week and talk to Veronica and see what's up with her. Um, I have some wonderful news. Um, I am going to be picking up a new puppy on uh, Tuesday of next week. I'm I'm flying to Reno and then getting the dog and then driving back. Um, It's going to be, it, it looks very similar to Guinness a bit smaller, um, and Guinness likes the body. So I'm hoping that Guinness will move into that body and uh, be with me again. So I'm really excited. Um, I will keep everybody afloat. I'm going to document the whole thing, of course. But I'm excited, and my heart doesn't hurt so bad now. My heart's feeling a lot better. Even though Guinness has been in my hands all this time, it's not quite the same thing. You know, since his warm, fuzzy body is not around. So I wanted to let everyone know that I'm doing that. So everybody keep your fingers crossed and it's all smooth and we get there and, you know, no stupid things happening at the airport and all that stuff. So I'm looking forward to it so much. And the other dogs and cats and everybody here are just doing so well. Um, I'm I'm happy for the first time since March 14th. Well, actually March 1st because that's when Guinness started getting sick. So I'm feeling a lot better. And I will let you guys all know next week how it all went. Uh, Tony, how's your little brood over there? Well, the brood is good. Uh, Duke is doing very well after having 10 teeth pulled. Um, So I take him in for a follow-up a week from Saturday. And uh, everyone else seems to be fine, uh, knock on wood. All right. All right. Well, yeah. it got cold again out here. I'm sitting here in, you know, high 40s, low 50s. I'm a little angry. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. We had such beautiful weather last week, and then we had a very odd rain shower come through, because usually by May the rain has stopped, but another one came through, and the highs are like in the mid-50s if we're lucky. So. I guess summer isn't coming quite yet. I'm hoping by next week it gets a little warmer. We shall see. We shall see. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm going to go get Veronica. I'm going to go get her. And okay. you can t- have a nice time with our audience today. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show today. She's cold at 50 degrees. Really? Come on, you East Coast people. You know. 50 is warm. We're out in shorts and T-shirts. Anyway, we've got great questions. And as each week, I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. And that's I-N-N-E-R, whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Mm, We are. Good day to you. Good day to you. Now, this first question is coming from Tori, and perhaps you need to um, um, uh, say the word in in between. Do our cadres? Cadres. 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 Do our cadres expand and contract? Is it necessary for us to work on relationships within our cadres? Hmm. Well, a cadre is a group of energies that travel from experience to experience, experiencing life and physicality, 
And sometimes it's on Earth, sometimes it could be in other places. A cadre is usually maybe 10 to 12 souls that travel from life to life together. In within that, you're going to have individuals in your cadre that you are going to have to work on the relationships with. Now, not every single energy comes into a lifetime. So let's say out of the 20, you may have seven in one um, participation. It's important to know that there is an opportunity Every time you come in contact with one of your cadre, there is a great opportunity for growth, support, and unconditional love because your cadre knows you better than the other energies that are out there that you may encounter. Yes, sometimes you do. It's not necessary. Nothing is necessary, but it is looked upon as a good thing to develop good, solid relationships with the members of your cadre. And as in any relationship, there are highs and lows. So if you're in a low-ebb kind of energy with someone in your cadre, yes, you would want to um, fix that relationship or work on that relationship. So, yes, it is not necessary, but it is, you know, welcomed to work on things with those in your cadre. There are nothing. There is nothing more precious than being with the members of your cadre. It's like being with your family. It's like your spiritual family. And you've known them for eons. So it's usually a very deep kind of relationship that you participate in each time you encounter them. Now, not everybody you encounter in each linear life is going to be a member of your cadre. And if you set them them side by side, you can see the difference. So, yes. Being with the cadre is a good thing, and yes, you would want to work on relationships with those in your cadre. Okay. Our next question, uh, Jennifer would like to know, to what level of soul evolution do we need to reach to stay home? Evolution. To what level of soul evolution? Yes. Well, We understand that many are are displeased with linear physical reality. We understand that. Your soul is evolving each time you come into a linear life. No matter if it goes well or it doesn't go well, there is evolution that occurs. An incarnate or a soul can decide if they don't want to keep reincarnated. There's nobody standing there saying, you must, you must, you must. It is an opportunity to come in and have an experience. If you're finding that that doesn't resonate with you, then you don't have to incarnate, especially on the earth plane or any other planetary moment if you don't want to. Your energy can, quote, stay home and perhaps go to other dimensional spaces to glean some evolution. But there is no real designation of level. It's the incarnate as they come in, decides, and the soul decides, hey, this isn't working for me anymore, and then will create another opportunity for themselves that doesn't include the denseness. It's up to the incarnate. So there's no level that you have to achieve to, quote, stay home. You can stay home and do it differently if you choose to. All right. Uh, Next question is coming from Trevor. Everyone has a spirit guide. Yes, 
if you come into any sort of dense reality on Earth, Pleiades, and you know any of the planets, it's always good and favorable to have a, an energy that's not involved in the physical process at the moment, perhaps knows you very well. Maybe they incarnated with you once before. It's always good to have an energy that knows you well to maybe look at the bigger picture for you because you're very focused in the linear dense reality and it's very difficult to see the big picture sometimes because you're so densely, you know, focused. But we would say that your guides constantly are trying to assist you. The important thing is to be able to listen to them, attempt to hear what they have to say because they're looking at the bigger picture and may have more information about what's going on with you than your own consciousness as it's trying to focus and make its way through the denseness. So, yes, all of you should have spirit guides with you. And we make that plural, yes, because sometimes there's always one that comes in at the beginning and stays from the first breath to the last one. But along the way, you may encounter situations and dramatic that you may need special counsel. And there are guys who come in and then leave or come in maybe midway to help you with things that develop as you move through the reality. Okay. And our next question comes from Mary. Can things we do in this life affect our future lives when we reincarnate? Everything you do affects you. Every dramatic, every word spoken, all action, it all stays within your energy field. As you move from experience to experience, that energy does permeate into the next level of energy that you're participating in. When you are doing a lifetime, and then let's say in one lifetime you... um, you were you were a criminal of sorts. You did things that weren't nice. You did things, you know, you hurt people along the way. You move into another, you die in that life and you move into another life. You may come into a situation that was created by your in bad actions in the life before it. So you may have to deal with things that are energetically very similar to what you left behind. So, yes, it does affect the future, past, future lives that you may be going into. The parallel lives, there are so many parallel lives attached to you that each of those parallel lives is an enactment of what you um, are doing. So the parallel lives all connect and react with each other. But what we think is being talked about here by Mary is she wants to know if I do something really bad in this lifetime, is it going to you know, come back to bite me and then the next one I reincarnate into And we say it doesn't come back to bite you, but it comes and represents itself in such a way that maybe you didn't have time in the last lifetime to resolve it or heal from it or grow from it. And you can do a continuation in the next life that you're in. So, yes, it can affect it very much so. Well, thank you, Veronica. That was our last uh, question. If you'd like to take a break and come back and give a message to the world, that would be great. All right. 
All right. Well, everyone, interesting questions for sure. And I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. And, you know, I always say don't be shy. We'll try to get your question on the air as soon as we can. Veronica always has a ton of questions coming in. So, like I said, don't be shy. Or if you heard a question that that you want to know more about, feel free to ask more on that topic. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Well, each day the sun rises and the sun sets. The opportunities between the sunrise and the sunset are always abundant and ripe for the picking. The important thing is to pay attention to your reality. Pay attention to what is being presented to you. Pay attention to how easy or difficult the energy is around something. Extremely important. Pay attention to energy if you can. Because as you move through the life, you're going to find that if something doesn't feel quite right or if the energy of it's not coming together, it's important to recognize that and not just trudge ahead, you know, with your eyes closed and your ears shut. It's important to have your eyes wide open, your ears listening for things, and paying attention to what goes on around you on an energetic level. It can help you know things before they happen, feel things before they happen, hear things before they happen, because you're feeling into the frequency and energy that is creating the moment that you're in. It will always give you more information if you pay attention to the energy of any situation. Because a lot of times people will talk to you or things will happen and they'll you know, approach you and it may be not what they're really thinking at all. It's important to feel the energy, to feel the frequency so that you can maneuver through the linear life better. Take time every day to get away from all of the talking and the loudness and you know, energy that's you know, all frenetic. Sit with your own energy and feel it. And then feel into a situation with that heightened energy that you've called upon. And it will give you the information you may need to maneuver through that dramatic with more ease and less chaos. Besides, that you are a physical being, yes, but you're also an energetic being. And getting to know that part of you would be a benefit. Not a detriment, a benefit. So take time. You can do this through meditation, do it by separating from all the riffraff that goes on and deciding that you're going to be more tuned to your own frequency. And then know it. Bring it towards you. Feel it. Understand it. And it will make your movement in linear reality that much easier to do. Well, thank you, Veronica. It's always a beautiful message. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. And we'll be back with you next week with more questions. And until then, have a good weekend. Bye-bye.